1: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support
2: WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's
0: professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom, Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Gowan. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Luke Gowan is, support the Ravens.
2: Nevermore. more.
1: Wrestle
2: Talk, Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Gowan. Hello,
0: Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you?
2: Got to be honest, mate, I'm a bit confused. Confused? Well, Screenstalker, as podcast listeners will be well aware, so we launched last uh, April, I believe it was, or March. Our video game and movie channel mm-hmm. has uh, been a bit inactive. Laurie told me he was just biding his time, and then he started laughing. So I thought, well, that seems
0: Perfectly normal. Yeah, well, that's just what he does on a daily basis, really. And now the whole
2: channel's had all the content disappear and the banner's black and Uh, it says developmental. Do you
0: know what? I think we're probably okay. I think you've said this before. I think it's going to be something that we will find out about very soon and I think it will be something that's very exciting. Hashtag join developmental order. (laughs)
2: That is yes,
0: that is what it's going to be. Uh, on that note on that bombshell, let's get into this week's aew review starting with who is the real father of Eric Cartman and have <laughs> they been possibly revealed? Here's the show.
2: Off of a very newsworthy, stacked episode of Dynamite. We're going to talk about a little thing that was never actually mentioned, but was very, very blatant. Do you want to hear my conspiracy theory on this? you want to say what it is first?
0: Okay, yeah. So <laughs> during the, the big tag team battle royal... Uh, during this, the dark order of Uno and Grayson and their sort of like spokesman person that they've had in the videos. I'm
2: so glad he's now an on-screen character because he's only ever been in backstage vignettes or short films. Yeah, it, yeah. Now
0: he's in the arena. But he was there to continue their feud with SCU and they distracted SCU either in the match. That led to them getting eliminated in the battle royal. And then Kaz and Scott, well Kaz just did this big old dive to kind of wipe this guy out and wipe out Uno. He
2: loves running after
0: people in the, in, the, in the crowd. Yeah, this time I think he meant to do it. <laughs> they all of a sudden just sat there behind the Dark Order was Raven. Former NWA World's champion, former WCW uh, United States champion, I think he was a television champion as well, I'm former, sure
2: former ECW
0: champion, the greatest wrestler who ever lived um, and I think Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels would definitely agree. Uh, Raven- is it Luke's favourite wrestler? Well, oh, no, sorry. The best wrestler. Uh, Luke's favourite wrestler. Um, Luke's favourite wrestler, who is also the best. Uh, Raven was just sort of sat there. And it's interesting that the, this Dark Order fellow said, The Exalted One is closer than you think. Then they, you know, he's literally behind them and Jimmy Havoc shared a picture of him posing with Raven so you know they were mentioning that he was there in you know in certain capacity but Me- never on the edge. never on, no the commentary never made reference to it so do you want to give your thoughts on this and then I'll give you my my conspiracy theory as to how what what they were going for here
2: i think it's a red herring i think this is a genius move by AEW it, it really is a masterpiece of misdirection because Dark Order is a very interesting case to follow. You had this big push at them mm-hmm. over the pre-TV era, yep. and it didn't catch on. No, absolutely it didn't get over. Nope. Then they went back to basics. They sort of rebuilt them with this really good promo campaign, and then they jumped the gun too early. They put them in the main event scene, and it was an absolute failure, to the extent where the people in charge of the booking now have a dad on top of them. Tony Khan is now overseeing more stuff to stop that last Dark Order storyline going as south as it did. The plan for that one was for Marty Skull to be revealed as the leader. Then that changed. Marty Skull signed with Ring of Honor. This is, you know, December time. So thankfully for AEW, they've got a backup in Broken Matt Hardy... His contract expires on the 1st of March. Matt Hardy has been making loads and loads of teases that he's going to AEW in social media posts. It's it's really, really quite explicit. Almost too much. And here, in this episode, one of the main people a lot of fans have speculated could be the leader, which is Raven. He's just sitting there in that brilliant Raven style. Yeah, You know, like legs couldn't be more manspread.
0: He doesn't give an F. Yep. He's just sitting there like this. It's very, yeah, it's, the names that people always said It's like, it's going to be Matt Hardy, Brody Lee, Daniels, Raven, uh, or like, uh, or Scott. Those were like the five names that were always brought up as possible leaders of the, the, the Dark Order. So Raven sitting there was 100% by design. And here's my thinking on this. They Buddy Murphy'd it. Do you remember during the Who shot Roman (laughs) Reigns? Well, in this year, do you remember during the Who shot Roman Reigns storyline? Buddy Murphy was just backstage in this area, and he was caught on camera of this. And everyone online was like, "It's Buddy Murphy. Mm. Buddy Murphy was the one who attacked Roman Reigns backstage. You know, he's the one that run him over. You know, whatever way you want to do this, it's Buddy Murphy." Turns out Buddy wasn't supposed to be there, and WWE had to, for three weeks, pretend that Buddy Murphy was part of this push, and then they just let him go, and they were like, ah, now you can get a raw and do nothing for just now you're part of satisfaction. But the internet got very excited that it was possibly Buddy Murphy. I think they did this on purpose. By not having the commentary say it, by not having anyone in this sort of like the program refer to it, the internet could be like, I spotted it. I was the one who saw that it was Raven. Let's all talk about Raven. Let's talk about Raven being the leader of this group and a way to use social media to enhance this storyline. Yeah, AEW's
2: focus on it has been purely online. Nothing was addressed on the TV broadcast. It's all Jimmy Havoc posting the picture. I think AEW posted a picture of it as well, the actual Twitter account. And it's just a genius move because it's still going to be Matt Hardy. I don't want it to the be The character's Matt Hardy. name is the exalted one. I
0: don't want it to be That Matt is the Hardy. most
2: Matt Hardy name ever. And you know what? Um, maybe I'll eat my words. I don't necessarily think it's a bad idea anymore either. But this, this week was the most, you know, with Matt Hardy essentially being written off WWE by Randy Orton. Twice. Twice. <laughs> that was the most confident I've ever been that he's the leader. That's kind of predictable for the story you're telling. So they chuck Raven in the background of a shot, don't even mention him, and you've got me dealt in it now. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a genius red herring to just make me keep
0: guessing I what think, is quite an obvious answer. I think Hardy's a red herring. I think, Ma- I think Matt Hardy and Raven are both red herrings in this situation. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing this to then reveal that it's mm. Daniels because conspicuous by his absence was Daniels during this tag team battle royal. And they've now recruited, <coughs> seemingly recruited, Shima. He wrestled with the idea. He was given a mask and he walked on. Yeah, and you know, Daniels and Shima have history together and you know, they had a match of FytoFest and things like that, which was all built around their past. We've had some big super chats in. Whoa! Like really, really big super chats in. I was, I didn't want to distract you from Tomo. your- Tomo! Yeah, I know. <laughs> but well, we'll get to the super chats in a, in a moment because boy, hi, boy, you know, Tomo's back. Tomo's <laughs> back with a vengeance. Um, so, what was I saying? Um, I think they're both red herrings. Yes. Um, I think it's almost too obvious that it's Matt. I think now at this point it's almost too obvious that it's Raven.
2: Mm.
0: I think they're doing this to reveal that it is CD. and th- and, and yeah, Daniels. But in my fantasy booking world, it's Raven. I think Raven is the perfect person to be the leader. Uh, Mm -hmm. He's the perfect person to be the exalted one. Doesn't have to get in the ring, doesn't have to wrestle. His strong suit is his promos. He's got an incredible Uh, promo. He's also got an incredible mind for the business. So working backstage with people to help further this storyline is just the best idea you could possibly have. Just having Raven in, in your sort of like inner circle team is probably the best call for AEW anyway, because he's got such a good mind for the business. And I don't want it to be Matt Hardy. I don't want it to be Brody Lee. It's not Marty Scurll. And if it's not Raven, I want it to be Daniels. Mm. Not to say that I'm going to be disappointed if it's any of the other options, but my fantasy booking side is I want it to be Raven. That's one of the things
2: uh, that AEW is so strong at there are multiple good ways you can do this. Mm. Uh, one more last thing to add on Raven. Uh, of course, yeah, it'll be a great backstage. You know, he started off really as a
0: producer. Johnny Polo? Mm. Well, he was a commentator as Johnny yeah, Polo. But ba- yeah, but
2: he had a backstage office role. Yes. That was part of his WWE contract in the early 90s. And that was really the thing that made him see, why aren't the wrestlers getting this level of corporate benefits? Because he had a different kind of contract. He was, he was corporate employed wasn't an independent contractor wrestler at that time. And that seems to be, in interviews he's done since, one of the the passion projects, the loose ends that he wasn't able to do, and that is make that wrestler's union. Mm. I pe- pledge Amazon Patreon. Thank you so much, Arnie K. The K stands for the coolest dude ever. He is cool. Yes.
0: He oh. can last Sean far longer than you in the ring. <laughs> tantalizing. Travis Mankletoe He Whoa. is tantalizing. Let's have a drink. Christopher Travis Merriman, yeah. the Kangman page.
2: I should have said Mankelto, actually.
0: All-star Chuck Turner. Yeah, oh. lovely stuff. Becky's favorite brother, James Lynch.
2: Yeah, Becky.
0: Sort of mine. Or James. ProBocop. <laughs> it was called Probo. <laughs> ProBocop. Ask His Future Husband an EOF, One Man Wrecking Crew, Skin Trade. Yeah, Should... still in there. Still last time, I think, for a while. Duncan. Just Duncan. Just Duncan, Ooh. mate. The Power Couple, Stephen and Giovanna, they're over there. In over in there. The picture's there, we The picture's you. there. Uh, Ari the Boozerweight, Feldberg. Oh, that's yeah. That's a good name. We're going to be boozer weights on our party tomorrow night. And the hunter, Tyler Bailey. He's coming for you.
2: Thank you, everyone, all so much. Chats on the Dark Order leader, Jozoem, says, Daniels' fallen angel is the exalted one, and in an attempt to bring him back, SCU turned broken Matt. Daniels versus Matt and Dark Order versus SCU.
0: Mm. So the Matt Hardy red herring is actually he comes in to fight the Dark Order.
2: That's not the worst idea. Then they can all exist in that kind of wacky promo world. Yeah. Because Dark Order have created their own kind of pocket verse in AEW. Uh Christopher Jazzcat called it Raven also did the backstage voice altered promo,
0: his accent mannerisms jumped out at me, oh okay, yeah, so uh, a few people have said that this could be you know even more evidence that it 's Raven, but i 'm still yeah i mean he 's the he's my pick he 's the one i 'd like, but the way that he was sat there feels like it 's a very red herring thing
2: mm. uh and Sean Dunn, wild prediction. Luchasaurus is the exalted one. Well, that is wild. He's the extinct one.
0: Yeah, that is, that is a wild, wild prediction there, Sean. Uh,
2: there are, there are so m- thank you ever so much, because it's not just Tomo with a, a massive um, sort of super chat. It's also l- loads of people have been very generous, so thank you. Yeah. Uh, AEW brings the love. Uh, I'll do Tomo's one just because, you know, how it can was, you not? Yeah, it was huge. I <laughs> uh, really enjoyed Dynamite this week. I actually bought tickets. Oh, to double or nothing in May. Hope that show will be fantastic.
0: I already think it will be. Because
2: tickets went on sale last Friday. Yep. Tomo is swaffed under yeah. for context. He lives in Australia. Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely, man. Discord I'm- if you're watching Tomo, Discord me uh, your travel plans and tell us about it. And and we can talk about that later. I feel like your super chat deserves
0: us talking a lot more (laughs) (laughs) to you. Should we do a couple more uh, super chats, then we'll get out of here? Um, Well, get on with the rest of the show. Yeah, that's what I mean. Get, Get out, out of, out of it. It. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of this segment into <laughs> the next segment. That's totally what I was going for. Uh, the bad one, Ryan, B. bad. This should have been a fantastic show, but a few things bothered me about Ooh. it, such as the no escaping the cage to win rule, fact that both Wardlow and Cobb lost, lost their debut matches, and the Jericho ticket stuff. Jericho's oh. Yeah, I'm not What's wrong sure with the ticket stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about that one. I think there was arguments for the Wardlow and Cobb thing, but I think AEW did the best that they could to really, really protect both those guys. But I actually love the fact that like cage matches were designed to not be escape rules. Yeah. Like escape rules have come in from like the WWE in sort of like the early 2000s, and I think WCW started it as well. But like old school cage matches, the idea was you lock these two into a cage until only one person walks out a winner, mm-hmm. as opposed to the, this feud is so heated that you have to get in this cage and then try and escape from each other. Yeah. Like the whole point is you're locked in this cage and no one else can get in. Um, so I, I think I would much prefer cage matches to be no escape.
2: Yeah, I really like it.
0: Yeah, and uh, one last one. This comes in from Celtic Kiss, who says, really want to see Nyla as fighting champion. Just be cocky and monstering uh, small, those smaller than her coming out every week. Yeah,
2: I really like
0: that. I, I, you know, I've been saying for weeks... Don't let her cut promos,
2: let her be a silent monster. And I'm very happy to eat that pie. <laughs> eat me that humble pie. Yeah. Because I thought she cut a really good promo. Indeed. I will come on to it in the show. AEW Dynamite started out. With a battle royal. With that tag team battle royal. Not just a battle royal. JR started his run of slobberknocker <laughs> He opened it with it's slobberknocker
0: time. Great stuff. I loved it. JR is getting better week to week. It's like he's slowly... Yeah, he's finding his feet. Yeah, yeah. And he's still, yeah, really found his feet now. Um, I am not usually uh, particularly a fan of battle royals. I'm less into tag team battle royals because I particularly hate the rule once one person has been eliminated, the entire team is eliminated. Totally agree. I hate that rule. Totally it, agree. It's so silly. But AEW did it here, where you've got to eliminate both members. That's one problem already solved. And this battle royal, what I loved about it, wasn't just that it was full of fun spots and just a, you know, a great series of moments. It was also just splintering off and doing various different storylines throughout it. It's continuing Santana Ortiz versus the Bucks, SCU versus the Dark Order, Best Friends starting a feud with uh, Butcher and Blade, Mm. that showdown between Luchasaurus and the Butcher which has been sort of teased (laughs) in various things. So it's kind of like it's spinning a lot of plates and sort of setting up various different bits and bobs that of either continuing storylines or starting new Mm. storylines I I was I was a big big fan of this. Yeah, really liked it. All those spots
2: you mentioned, private party had, uh, you know, the silly string, which is like tailor made for a tag team battle royal yeah. close elimination. Uh, yeah, that just uh, it, it it was really well told. There were fun spots, and everything seemed to further something. Uh, and at the end, we get into this awesome sequence. I've seen... Someone Someone commented uh, on the video or something or got in touch with us saying... Oh, no, it was the Cage Side Seats, Seats from, review. Yeah, you read this out to me Saying yeah, yeah. that they... This was a good match until Super Matt at the end.
0: Yeah. And I just... Until, I was, until Matt Jackson became Super Cena. So what happened in
2: the match was it's pretty much just Matt Jackson left of the Young Bucks. Nick's been eliminated earlier. And he spears... Butcher, off the apron, through the ropes. So that's one person eliminated. And then it's just... Uh, oh, I've put LAX here. But it's Ortiz and Santana. So it's him versus both of them. And Sammy Guevara. Yeah. The little gnat that he is, who's gotten up onto the rope. He... Sammy jumps off the top rope, and Matt <laughs> kills him with a super kick. He killed him dead. Like, this was a Mortal Kombat fatality. It was amazing. Just... Not, like, so... So Simon, housemate Simon in the office described it as the ricochet Adam Cole famous super kick yeah. off the spring Moon Salt spot, but Sammy Guevara jumped eight times higher. <laughs> and he does, he jumps so high and he comes down into this perfectly timed super kick. I mean, Matt's great at super kicks, but all of this was Sammy for me. Yeah. The way he sold it was like he
0: folded back on himself. He, it almost felt like he kicked him into another dimension. <laughs> like, and he, Sammy just almost like he bended space around himself because he was kicked so hard. It's incredible. And then uh, off of that, Matt super
2: kicked Ortiz off the apron. Uh, oh, actually, that came before the Sammy spot. And then he eliminated Santana for the win. And, you know, I thought that was an excellent end. Yeah. It was a great babyface underdog comeback spot because it was one versus not just two in the end, it was three of the inner circle.
0: Again, considering that elite versus inner circle feud that's been going on since the start of the television era.
2: But this side Seats review said they were sick of it because it was it was like super-cena booking because Matt Jackson isn't believable enough because he's too tiny. I was just reading this... So, so baffled that someone could have watched this sequence and, and had that reaction um not saying it it's you know if that's the way they felt that's the way they felt but the issue with john cena was never so much how he was booked some of those you know you take some of those underdog comeback spots and put them on tyler Bate or on kevin owens that's great babyface booking the problem was his character wasn't connecting with the audience yeah uh, for me, Matt Jackson's character definitely connected. I thought this was a terrific finish. And it sets up the Bucks versus Paige and Omega at the pay-per-view. And in the last bit here, I was genuinely thinking, huh, maybe Santana or Ortiz might face them.
0: Yeah, and you know, during the Lucha Brothers match, I thought the way they really constructed oh a God. lot of those near-falls really made me think that they were going to swerve us and go in a different mm. direction. Yeah, I thought it was a, a really, <laughs> really, really fun battle royal. Yep. And my, if I was to be super critical and nitpicky, if I'm gonna like pick some nits there. Um, the, a battle royal with all the teams doesn't make a lot of sense when you've got rankings. Like, the whole point of rankings is that you determine who the, num- you know, the, the ranked comp- like, n- challenges are to the titles. Then you just put them on there, it's like, whoever wins this gets the shot. Well, what's the point of the rankings? Then? But it's so fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after that, we've got Statlander
2: versus Shanna, which is you know, what we've been saying for weeks. These, these are your, this is your women's division. Shannon Ball Z. Use them. And Britt Baker's out on commentary brings Tony Schiavone, Schiovanni, sorry, a Starbucks cup yeah. with Tony on his name, T- spelt wrong.
0: Was it spelt wrong? Yeah, it was spelled T O N E Y.
2: Oh great! I was just about I didn't spot that, but that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this was this was a fun match. The crowd was super into it. Great crowd. Um, and yeah, the, the Statlander actually won relatively quickly. A lot of the match took place in the ad break.
0: Yeah. But it was it was all entertaining. It was the next chapter in this uh, reset of AEW's women's division that kind of really felt like it was started last week with the dropping of the Nightmare Collective and um, was that last week or two weeks ago? What was the, what was the belt whipping? Was that last week? I think week? it was. No, that was two weeks Yeah, ago. it was two weeks ago. It wasn't because pop the rating. So it started with the Nightmare Collective, then Nyla winning the championship, and now here. It just feels like we have just had the soft reset of the women's division. Let's try this again. And, you know, during Nyla's promo, Statlander comes out, Big Swole comes out. So it really feels like, you know, we're starting a storyline over the championship on a novel concept. Yeah. yeah,
2: that was the next segment. It was a Nyla Rose interview with Skiavani on the ramp. And, like I said in the super chat bit, she was really good. She really good. Uh, she compared the crowd to bees, she, which, you know, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. But then she started to say how, no, she should have been the first champion. She was here. She should have been on the marketing material. All that's made me angry. And when I'm angry, I break bitches. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, yeah yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah that, yeah, that worked really well. So, more of that.
0: Yeah, she's going to be a one time champion because no one's going to be. Yeah, her. that was a great Really, line. really good line, yeah. Uh, Statlander comes out and she goes to like boop uh, mm. Nyla, but instead boops the title. I like that. And then Big Swole comes out to also pose, and Security has to come out and break them all up. So, yeah. Um, And, and, you know, the next step in, I mean, we've got to get a title match announced next week for for a revolution, you've got to imagine. So whether they do a triple threat, whether they do Statlander versus Swole, number one contender, who knows? I mean, Statlander is ranked number two.
2: I think a three-way would be nicest. uh, Then you can sort of protect everyone. Still put on a women's match, but set stuff up for the future. Yeah. After that, we got Mox versus Jeff Cobb. Yes, please. Uh, So opening this was this really, really effective video recap of the previous week's angle. Likewise, ahead of the Nyla Rose interview, there was a recap of the Rose-Rio match when Rose won. And they had about three more really good 90-second long video recap packages throughout the rest of the episode. This is the first time they've done that properly and effectively. I think this is a huge upgrade as AEW as a television programme. I thought it worked brilliantly, especially for the Steel Cage match, and they had these sit-down interview segments with Cody, Taz, Arn Anderson, and for the first time really, since the
0: TV era, I thought, this is what I thought AEW would look like. I think they are now more comfortable in their ratings. Mm. I think in those first few, I say few weeks, few months really, I think that the, the, the standards we've had is that promos sort of turn off and video packages turn away viewers. That makes people turn over to the other channel. And because they are competing with another company here for these eyes, they don't want to put something on the TV that might make someone change the channel. So you have short promo segments, you have short interviews, and you have the matches. The matches can get people to stick around. Actually, it's the reverse of what happened during the Attitude Era, which was that people would tune out for matches and then tune back in for promos. so I think now they are, they're just more comfortable in what their viewing patterns are. They are nowhere, like 500 million, oh sorry, 500,000 was what TNT wanted and they've n- always exceeded that. Mm. You know, they've been exceeding that for months now. So I think they are like, do you know what, we can put things like this on for 90 seconds. I don't think we're in too much fear of people changing the channel. Yeah. Yeah.
2: As, as a holistic approach to to aw not as just a wrestling promotion or a tv show this is a good tv show yeah this is like ufc so um yeah but just i thought the production upgrade was fantastic and to add to that let's bring out taz on commentary so we can talk about suplexes the
0: suplex machine as i said in my review they brought him out so we could get off on all those suplexes
2: Taz and raven on the same show oh yeah really it's coming. ECW Revival. <laughs> yes. That's it's the, overdue. It's <laughs> We haven't had one for three years. Tommy Dreamer out there. <laughs> ECW. C-W. Depressing dropkick in the corner. <laughs> uh, but it's oh Mox dear. versus Cobb. Um, Jericho comes out at ringside with a ticket with Hager and Sammy. Yeah. Um, Crowd love that sing-along. I've written here, surprised he hasn't got a surgical mask on, yeah. after his <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> uh, you know, exposing the truth behind the coronavirus. You see my joke
0: I did about that in the no. in the review, uh, where I said, it. like, I said, uh, oh, Jericho was at ringside, or maybe he wasn't. Maybe it was just a figment of my imagination <laughs> implanted by a satanic government.
2: I cannot wait to listen to that <laughs> podcast episode. It's going to... I'm
0: looking forward to how angry it's going to make me. Jericho does this a lot where he gets truthers on to be like, let's look at the other side of it. But at no point does Jericho play the like, huh, but what about all this scientific evidence that shows that you're wrong? What he does instead, he goes like, really? That's so interesting. And essentially just gives them more, but he's like, oh, I I am right. Yeah, and Jericho totally believes me, which is why he sometimes fails as an interviewer. Mm. Um, yeah, so get your opinions on. That's the question of the day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> coronavirus. We, Conspiracy or we, truth? We shouldn't say it out loud too much. Interesting fact, y'all, our video, our news video yesterday, if you're, if you're curious about how YouTube works, we had coronavirus in the title because of the New Japan stuff. Really interesting effect on the Japanese wrestling industry. They're starting to have to do essentially empty arena shows out of fear of too many fans getting in the same place might spread the outbreak further. Uh, we put coronavirus in the title and there's no ads have run on it. Yeah. It tells you on the back end so yeah. And that's because we mentioned it so no ads on yesterday's video. Um, Cobb feels like a superstar just immediately. Yeah. Like that. this match was really well done. Cobb always looked in control but somehow didn't undermine Moxley. I mean, Moxley's got the eye patch on anyway. Yeah. uh, But he is just, it it was so beautiful to see Cobb effortlessly manhandle him, uh, Mox, while Taz talked about the talk in the hips. Yeah, <laughs> and it was
0: all—it was Cobb doing these big power moves on Jericho, the big suplexes, lots of the popping in the hips and stuff, and Mox trying to take out the base, trying to take out that mm. vertical base, locking in that knee knee bar at one point. Some really, really smart sort of like wrestling psychology in here, and I, I particularly love Mox doing the double axe handle to the floor, and Cobb yeah. just catching him and be like suplex. Mm. <laughs> just, Cobb is. I don't know what his deal is with AEW, whether it's just a few shows or whatever, but like if I'd be wanting to sign this guy, like I've been a big fan of his for years, but I think he is just an exceptional talent.
2: Apparently everyone is trying to sign him. I'm not surprised. He, He's like,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll be freelance for a bit. Mate.
2: Oh, smart smart man. Man.
0: Baller, baller. Smart man.
2: Gangster move.
0: Uh, they uh, did some New Japan forearms, uh, super kick uh, by Cobb, sent Moxley into the ropes. So he tried a clothesline on Cobb, to no effect. So Cobb's just <laughs> clobbered him with this clothesline. Um, and then he deadlifts suplex Moxley back into the ring off this suplex, like a middle rope suplex. But Moxley cleverly hooks the leg off the back of it and just mm. ekes out this pin. So I know you could make the argument you shouldn't have beaten Cobb in his debut, but they did everything they possibly could to make it look like Mox essentially fluked out this win.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a famous finish. From a rand, is it a Randy Savage or a Ricky Steamboat match? The sort of soup superplex, oh but I hooked the legs. No, oh, it might be, spot. yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's, it's been done before, but that's not to say it's you know overdone. It's just a callback. Um particularly the you know, how Mox if it is a Randy Savage thing, people are probably gonna point this out in the comments. Uh the axe handle, that's a Randy Savage move. Mm. It's very nicely done. But the I I think it is a shame that you beat both Wardlow and Cobb, Cobb on the same show. On the same show, that is, yeah. Um, but it's not, you know. I thought they, you know, like you said, they did everything they possibly could to protect these guys in defeat. I think Cobb still looks awesome. He was surprised, you know. He, did, he was just like, "Oh, damn it!" Yeah. Uh, and then every the inner circle beat up mocks same with wardlow
0: i think wardlow looks fantastic oh, well he came out the end of it considering how well they've protected the diamond ring yeah. and the crossroads him kicking out of both oh. of those really really strongly
2: protects him um but yeah it's, it's it is unfortunate that you managed to make both really intimidating big guys lose in their debut match on the same show yeah.
0: it's just i you want to spread those out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. It does highlight. Yeah, doing both of them. Yeah, you're right. I mm. mean, you, you're completely right on but that. But that, but that's super
2: nitpicky stuff. They did yeah. kind
0: of book themselves into this corner. But let's talk about this post match <laughs> because <laughs> Inner circle, start beating down Moxley because of course that's what they do. Dustin runs downs to make the save. He clears house a little bit, but the numbers game gets the better of them. Lights go out. God, AEW, bloody love this. <laughs> lights, <laughs> lights go out. <laughs> and when they come back up, <laughs> it's Darby <laughs> Allen. <laughs> and Darby Allen gets this, like, st- enormous superstar pop. Yeah. This was an incredible reaction for this guy who's only been gone from TV for a couple of weeks. But this crowd wanted to see Darby Allen, and he just stands up on top of the ramps while his music's playing, and he's just circling, and the crowd are going ballistic for this. Skates down to the ring, gets in like Bart Simpson in the Simpsons arcade <laughs> game, starts walloping people with a skateboard, Inner Circle, Bale, him and Mox Clearhouse working together, paradigm shift to um, to Cobb, then you had the Jericho Moxley hockey fight. That was great. Jericho Bale's Moxley and Alan Stantall. It made Darby Allen look like the biggest star in this company. It was oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. Uh, and then it got better
2: because Lucha Bros and Paige and Omega had Potentially the best end five minutes of a match in all of AEW. This was so good. So yeah, it's Pentagon, it's Phoenix. It should always be those two guys. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how often I have to be proved right to say that they should be in all the matches. Yeah. And winning all the tag belts,
0: yeah, so this match featured Pentagon Jr, Ray Phoenix, Hangman Page, and Kenny Omega. Guess what? It was dead good. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant um, and again, I d- this really feels like a can'
2: touch Tony can touch the video recap stuff. I, maybe I'm completely way off base for that, and it's actually someone who's been there for ages. Uh, on the, on the pre-existing creative team. Not that Tony Khan wasn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Else, yeah, yeah, kind of reshifted. But at the start, they showed the eight-man tag back in December where the Lucha Bros got the pin here. And it was just such a nice bit of context.
0: Yeah, a way to establish them, because they are the ranked number five mm. team, and it was a way for them to say, they are ranked number five, but they pinned the champions before they were champions, and they've pinned them since they've become champions. Yeah. So they have earned this title shot despite being ranked fifth. Um, did you see Page's name bar? I didn't know. ¿Cómo se dice
1: yeehaw?
2: (laughs) Which is, how do you say yeehaw (laughs) in Spanish? Very good. I like this. It is like the Simpsons chalkboard gag every week for Paige's uh, little name graphic. And it's just, Omega's worked over, he hot-tagged a page, he runs wild, and then the whole thing breaks down, and it, it is just incredible. Too many spots to... Make note of, my particular favourite, apart from obviously the Canadian Destroyer from Pentagon, off of Phoenix's back, onto Omega, was Omega and Pentagon finding themselves on the apron. Yeah. And trading blows back and forth, teasing that package pile driver, because that takes me back to a very happy place at the first show at All In, where the most dramatic part of that match near the finish was them on the
0: apron, warring back and forth. Loved it and then Ray Phoenix runs the ropes and kicks uh, Kenny Omega square in the face. Um, the, do you know, going back to that Canadian Destroyer spot you uh, talked about though, I actually liked the step just before yeah, that, yeah, yeah. which was m- one of my favorite of their tag team moves, Paige and, and um, uh, Omega, is the throwing deadlift German, where Paige uh, sorry, Omega lifts someone up, Paige captures them and hits this deadlift German and he did that to Pentagon and then he grabs Ray Phoenix and they're like, yeah, let's do this again. So he throws Phoenix and Phoenix hits a cutter on Paige yeah. and Omega's like, oh no. <laughs> and That's when Pentagon Jr, because Omega's like, oh dear, hits him with this Canadian destroyer. It was just seamless, flawless stuff. And yeah. then after the spot you were talking about there on the apron, we get back into the ring and. Hangman Page accidentally takes out Omega with the buckshot lariats mm. which has happened in quite a few of their matches and then Ray Phoenix just whips himself out the ring to wipe out Page and so it's just Penta and Kenny in the ring and that near fall I totally believed they were going to win the belts yeah it was uh, what do you call it pentagon bomb
2: Yeah. it wasn't the penta driver, No it's was not it? the it's not the penta tri- I, I think it's no it's called. Well, maybe it's the penta But driver. that yeah that omega kick out was one of the best near falls of the year, at least. Yeah. Uh, but then Omega comes back. Snapdragon, Tiger Driver on Phoenix. Phoenix kicks out. Yeah. Which <laughs> was another great near fall. But then the V trigger Buckshot Lariat combo. Love that move. Bucks come down to help Omega up.
0: Paige looks like he's gonna help, and actually seems a bit into it, like into the friendship. And he, but and Omega. What I lived here was actually some little subtle stuff from Omega here because Paige was helping me up. The Young Bucks also come down to help him up. And Omega's almost looked, was looked like, guys, like, Paige has got this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then, but Paige doesn't see Omega's reaction. He just sees the Bucks then and just like, okay, so the, of course they've got this. Just getting out of the ring. I'll go drink with the crowd instead then. So well built. This is, this is masterful stuff.
2: And then it got even better. <laughs> because these toy figures, Luke. AW announced that they now have action, or action figures are coming. Yeah. I can't remember this the name summer. of the brand.
0: Uh, well, not the brand, but the manufacturing company. I, I can't remember either. Um, but yeah, they're coming out this summer. But the way they did it was this
2: kind of behind the scenes look of the people who made the toys, go, action figures, sorry, going up to the rest as they're based on and saying, look, here's your first AEW action figure. So you got to see these out of kayfabe reactions and even from Jericho, yeah. where he was like, oh man, that's really cool, the detail on the, the yeah. face. That's excellent detail. I was like, this is working for me on so many levels. It's a shoot because, you know, it's real, it seems like real reaction. The
0: delight on Kenny Omega's face when he gets given that action figure is quite lovely. Yeah,
2: because it's an awesome action figure, which comes with a little Kenny Omega jacket. Yeah, um, the articulation
0: looks fantastic. Like, to go into like, action figure nerddom, The articulation looks wonderful on them.
2: Uh, I I I made a sort of decision five years ago to stop cluttering my house with stuff, and I very rarely buy stuff like that anymore. I put it all here instead. (laughs) Honest to God, look, you can read my notes. Oh yeah, made me want to buy them all. F word. I'm going to buy them all. (laughs) (laughs) So I. I am so into AEW. It's that sort of childlike glee they've managed to awaken in me. I'm so into all of this, the brand, the characters, that I just want to have some form of ownership over it. And the only tangible way I can do that is to
0: buy them in voodoo doll form. And not only that, they come with a ring. You can buy buy an AEW ring as well. I thought you meant a diamond. No, sorry. I thought I I was going to get to be like Green Lantern. (laughs) And no. the
2: wrestling ring isn't as good.
0: I know, oh I love an action idea. I do. love it's an AEW. Uh, I don't know if it does, but, you know, I'll get on to, uh, to Mrs. Matt and tell her. Because mm. that way, it was Matt, uh, Matt Jackson's wife at the start of that promo package. Um, mm. And, yeah, because she's the department in charge of their merchandising and stuff. So, yeah, they're coming out in the summer. So, the first wave <laughs> is the Bucks, Kenny, Jericho, um, and Brandy? Yep. It's odd that Brandy's in there. But, uh, oh, and Cody and Cody's in there as well. would be nice to have an active female wrestler. <laughs> Quite, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's the, the biggest disappointment about this is it comes out in the summer. Yeah. I <laughs> know. If, if it said, and you can buy them now, yeah. I would've. <laughs> well, okay, so in, it's New York Toy Fair either this weekend or the following weekend. So I wonder if we're going to get either get a f- the first look at mm. them like in full and people will be able to get up close photos with them. Or we might even get like the moulds for wave two and three, where we get to see chase variants, where we get to see who's gonna be in the next line of figures. When they get the Orange Cassidy figure, like that's that's when the, you know, the sales are gonna- oh, look,
2: oh, a Luchasaurus action figure. A Pentagon.
0: Yeah. And then it can always be Pentagon.
2: They all look like action figures. Jess, <laughs> I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, cu- coming down a bit from that announcement, but still really good, I guess was Cody versus (laughs) Wardlow.
0: So, um, my first note on this match is, holy hell, the AEW cage is enormous. It's a big cage. It's a big old boy, isn't it? Bloody hell, it's like, it's three times the size of a normal wrestler. It's huge. It's the sort of cage that people shouldn't do moonsaults off. (laughs) It's the sort of cage. You remember No Mercy on the N64, where you had a cage match, and everyone was like, "This cage, that cage is too big. Like it takes forever <laughs> to climb up that cage and get over it." That's what this cage was. This cage is too big, and it's it was quite a spectacle there. And because it was so big, and there was all this big pomp and circumstance about it being low, and you had the big sort of like whatever the air cannons or whatever you call those things, it made this match feel even bigger. Than it already was, mm. which is you know the first ever <laughs> cage match in AEW. It was a spectacle, yeah. And watching these two then collide in this ring felt like a real big spectacle. And I, w- I, w- I was like, this should have been on pay per view, but yeah. it would be my only thing. It should have been on pay per view, but I c- it makes me want to see another one on pay per view.
2: Yeah, that's, that's an interesting point because it's yeah all that stuff. They had an excellent video package with the sit down interviews, made it feel so real which is, you know, it's a cage match, but you've you've got me buying this, like it's a legit real thing that's happening and unfolding in front of my eyes. Uh, And it was was a really good match. It was a really good cage match, really 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 intense, loads of good spots on the outside. MJF is just fantastic. Brandy and armor in Cody's corner.
0: Brandy in Cody's corner it makes so much sense
1: it works
0: it works so much better i'm i'm just i'm so so glad that they've gone in this direction and just everything everything was perfect about this match apart from
2: very nitpicky it wasn't on pay-per-view but you know what that that was the first thing everyone said in the office as well we all kind of think this but that is super nitpicky it's a different era it was definitely built up like a big deal. TV, that's the big thing these days. Yeah. It's the main event. If, if you're going to do it outside of pay-per-view, this was the way to do it. So, with that said, don't have an ad break in it. Yeah. like it, it, Because I... I Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think the Battle Royal had an ad break
0: once. No, that's been, I mean, kind of like counters to what I said earlier about them feeling very comfortable in their ratings. They still aren't having any ad breaks in their opening match. And because you're not having any ad breaks in sort of your first 30 minutes, you've got to have more ad breaks spread around the show, because NXT's doing the exact same thing. Mm. It's a way to, you know, you get that first quarter, your first big quarter because no one's tuning out during the ad break. But because they didn't have one during the Battle Royal, that means we had to have one during you the cage match. Might. And I do think that was an error. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because it did, y- you know, you cut, they, it was good stuff. Go to break,
2: come back, code is busted open. Yeah. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, you sh-. they showed the video recap. They did yeah. everything right. Yeah, and it, but, was, and it was picture in picture. But then Rhodes started making the comeback. and uh, I hadn't seen the bit where he was being worked over. So this is super nitpicky stuff. But, you know, this is the level we're at now. Yeah. I mean, this, this was a five out of five
0: show. Uh, but that, that is the only uh, bit, of, bit of criticism I would have. Uh, I loved all of the interference, well, the attempted interference from MJF. Um, at one point, like, Cody gets thrown into the door and he's sort of, like, humbled over the door. So MJF goes around to this now open door and he's uh, yelling at Arn, smash him in the head. Smash him in the head. Feels so good to turn on him. Smash him in the head. And An just smashes the door into MJF, and he's like, oh, wow, wow, ow, ow. So like this little brat scurries around to the other side, he's like, I'll just interfere around here instead then. And he mm. starts climbing the, uh, the <laughs> structure. Brandy knocks him in the back with a couple of chair shots. MJF gets down and is like, what? I'm now about to hit a woman. I cannot believe it's come to this. I just grabs this. dude. He's like, F off, and yeah, just yeah. Throws him into the crowd.
2: I almost wish he did hit Brandy. Because that that would have been so huge. That's Ooh. the only thing left, really. And it was kind of set up by when he shook his bollocks at Brandy last week. We've got the
0: to-go-home show next week,
2: man. Yeah, but then, that's enough for Cody to try and get out of the cage to help his wife. Totally believe that, baby. Well, face I, side. And that would have protected Wardlow. No, Wardlow could have
0: won. Can I counter that? If you would do the Brandy moment next week that means Cody is what, like four days away from his match with MJF. He's not allowed to touch him. Mm. So if Cody does that, and this is like, you've gone through the lashes, you've gone through the cage ah. match, all you've got to do now is just get through this whole episode without touching me. I'm gonna punch your wife. Yeah, oof. Yes. And that means he's got, that, <laughs> that character-wise for Cody is gonna be like very difficult. I may have built this up too much. Because no, no, no. if they don't do this now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: Well I'm not I'm not saying what they did was bad I'm just saying yeah. I thought they were going to go that way. Uh but I was so impressed with Wardlow. Yeah. I was you know, apprehensive about seeing him in the ring. I thought he might just be generic big guy. But my God, that swanton bomb that he hit off the top rope yeah. was beautiful.
0: Well we made fun of Wardlow when they first signed him because they were like, Well, you couldn't get Brian Cage, <laughs> so you just signed someone else instead. And then when apparently they signed Brian Cage, you're like, But you got Wardlow now. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah he was really, really good in this match. And as we said earlier, I think they protected him so well in this match because they made him look so big, so dominant. And then when MJF handed him the diamond ring and Cody got out of his hands by giving him the low blow, punches him with that really protected diamond ring and hits him with the crossroads and Wardlow still Mm -hmm. kicked out. And it took a Cody moonsault from the top of this five-story steel cage to take him out. I think that protects Wardlow like no one's business. It was a weird
2: one because Wardlow, it, it was such a tall cage, Wardlow had to stand up to catch Cody. Yeah. Because there's no way you get him. Your knees would just go <laughs> Your
0: whole body would
2: just explode. Brian Alvarez, you know, a wrestler, he's got a very interesting insight to this sort of stuff. He said on the Wrestling Observer review that he thinks, because, you know, usually if you, if you hit a move of that magnitude, you go up to the top and you sell it. You're like, oh. I'm going to do it. And then you do it because it builds the crowd expectation. But Cody got up there and hit it, it immediately. He just, just jumped. And Alvarez was saying, you know, I'm not criticizing him or anything, but I think he got up there realized how high up he was. <laughs> and thought, I've just got to
0: hit this right now. <laughs> I can't second guess myself. I know. And it's funny because when you look at like the, the comments, the, the thread on uh, on Twitter, people then posting up this, everyone's being like, Cody didn't even look back. That's how much he trusted Wardlow. And I, you know, maybe that's part of it, but maybe yeah. it's also the go <laughs> Just like, oh, oh God, this is no. high. I've got to do it now, otherwise I'm not going to do it. Uh, and
2: that's how Cody won. Fantastic finish. And MJF, this was the first show of vulnerability on his face and he does
0: that very well. Yeah. I've never seen him do it before. As Cody's gone through the lashes. He, uh, MJF started this feud being like, I'm not wrestling Cody at Revolution. It's not gonna happen, because he's never gonna get through these three steps. And he has. He is one week away from getting You're through right. it. So MJF in this moment was like, uh-oh, it's happening. It's actually happening. I've gotta have this match now. So what well is he gonna go to next week to ensure that the match doesn't happen? Oh, exciting stuff. It was a five out of five show. Yeah, absolutely. Five
2: out of five. Uh, so the rest of the Super Chats. Jake C. The exalted one is Marco Stunt. Could be. Down it. Uh, <laughs> Vala Val- Mamidipudi. To reiterate what I said on Discord, looking at the thumbnail, Luke is probably Luke probably loved the hell out of this episode for Raven.
0: Please let it be Raven. Please
2: let it yes. be Raven. Please let it be Raven. Uh, Ket, can anyone run the ropes better than Phoenix? He's
0: the best. <laughs> no one can run them quicker. That's for darn sure. I, I love Keith Lees.
2: Sort of. Yep. Uh, Kenny Omega as well. <coughs> yep.
0: Uh, I love uh, Rey Mysterio. Bouncing oh, off the middle off rope. rope. So smart. Well,
2: that's how women should... Should run the ropes.
0: No, they should do it like Kelly Kelly. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Trenton Brown was at the show live last night, and oh. after the cage match, I concur. Yes, Cody's the greatest babyface in wrestling today, and like Ollie, I love
0: him. Yeah, we didn't talk about this, but go—it's on YouTube. Go watch Cody's promo that he cut after this match. Yeah, holy hell! What a babyface. Spine tingling.
2: All elite DK. The off-air Cody promo gave me goosebumps. Yes, it is yourself- online. You should search it. Uh, Peter Mullins, is there such a thing as a six-star TV show felt like a pay-per-view? All the stars. Yeah, uh, yeah they've, I don't know what next week's going to be like, man. <laughs> but it's got Pac versus Omega in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Yeah. Do they know that pay-per-views have to be the best? <laughs> How are they going to do this? Taylor Gant. Was at the show, Cody is a hometown legend, five out of five? Yeah,
0: the lovely hometown reaction for Cody Rhodes was just... Oh, it was absolutely, and coming off the back as well from getting Dustin in his uh-huh. hometown the week prior. Oh, lovely stuff. Lot of people at the show, it seems, because Pledgehammer Sawyer as well.
2: I was in the second row Whoa. by the corner where Cody Whoa. jumped from. I've seen plenty of cage matches where somebody dives or flips off the top. TV doesn't do those spots justice. Holy bleep. Incredible show,
0: yeah, I can wow. only
2: imagine yeah, it's that, hard, that, sorry that is something that will live in your memory forever, yeah. that that is like a historic wrestling episode
0: because it's it 's crazy how the cage match doesn 't really feel special anymore and it's just a it's a you know it 's not a fault of it's just it was a reaction to the Monday night war, which was well we 've got to do crazy stuff, so we 've just got to put this out on TV basically every week, so. Growing up as fans, you know, in our sort of like teenage years, we just saw cage matches all the time. We just saw them on TV, and they were like, you know, middle of the card stuff. They just felt like it was any other match. So it's you know, credit to AEW for really making this feel like a cage match is a big deal that you have got to tune in for and see this cage match. You're absolutely right. Like that, seeing Cody do that moonsault is something that you know, in 20 years time, people will be like, oh, I was there when Cody did that moonsault. That's what I'd like to believe anyway. I might be way off base. Nate drops surname. I absolutely love this episode and love AEW. This build
2: to revolution has been great and next week is stacked again. Also R.I.P. Sandy. <laughs> what a super kick. Really Amazing. Cool. It's like that spot's got lost in all the yeah. other crazy things. Andy Malone. Best Dynamite episode so far. you yeah, all guys are
0: awesome. And by the way, dance, Jobber. Dance. And uh, Noah Fortner says, Jeff Cobb makes my girlfriend uncomfortable due to him being... And I quote, uncomfortably wet and also having a camel toe. Are those two things related? hmm. Mm-hmm. All Elite DK. Uh, can you name any wrestler who cut so many great promos like Cody in the last two decades? He is the Same best babyface in wrestling because he connects with us. And there you go, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and all elite D- Bryan as well. Yeah. Uh, all Elite DK again. Um, Paige fears YB, so was telling everyone their weakness.
2: Yes, on the, being the Elite this week, um, he was going round to all the other tag teams in the Tag Team Battle Royal. Same, you know, Matt's got a bad back, do this, do this. Ooh,
0: very interesting. Um, Pyro Beetle, uh, I'm so happy there are no escape uh, rules in the cage. Win in AEW. Dance, Chubba. Double JJ, I'm loving AEW. Battle Royal was so much fun, and you can see there was a plan and point to the eliminations. Mm-hmm. Use that super kick, has your uh, <laughs> use that super kick, has your gift for super chats thumbs up party. Good God, Cody's Moonsault, a five out of five show. So
2: many spots to talk about. It's like they they watched NXT Takeover and thought, yeah, we're gonna do one too. Uh-oh. We're gonna do a takeover.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do a takeover. Yeah. On TV. <laughs> They dropped surname. When Nyla said, "You're all buzzing like bees," I thought, "I thought she is Vigo. She, you are like the buzzing of flies to her." Of
2: course, you know that Ghostbusters two reference. Love it, love Pete McNichol. Do you want to take him away? Uh, myth roll. No worry. Jake and Cage will win. Hoss elite wrestling. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Nathan, the alpha wolf fella. Did you guys see Adam Bajtiti in the front row? Jk. There was apparently there was a lad that looked like him oh, in really? front I think he was the one who was wearing the Enzo T-shirt. Yeah, what's that? Who wears an Enzo T-shirt in 2020? Uh, Canale- Canalebebili
2: Wardo looks like rhino after, big f- after bug fixes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too blocky. the yeah. original rhino.: I wonder if you, I wonder if you also meant um, Jeff Cobb there because Jeff Cobb's got some rhino about him,
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
0: Tim Ahn says, as a cynical wrestling fan, I find all this positivity odd. I'm so used to criticizing wrestling that I've grown up I've grown used to it. AEW was fantastic. I
2: know, it makes me feel weird too. Yeah. Mm.
0: Bradley Fetzer, do you think AEW should have a streaming service to watch pay-per-views on or use a host service such as Hulu? They do. They have BR Live. Um, and the Elite 67 says, I'm going to revolution next Aww. week. Excited. Have a good time. Bring a sign. I'm dance. I'm dance. I'm absolutely gutted. I'm not around mm. for the live stream. Watching live. I know, man. Me I'm and gutted. Randy, Andy Datsun, because everyone else is busy. Yeah, I'm gutted. I can't go. Tuttle blurred. Going to AEW Revolution. I'm bringing a support Wrestle Talk sign. Also, Jr. shouldn't do matches. He sounds uh, like he waters down the product horribly. Oh, I disagree. I think he's been really good recently. I must say, though, I think Taz should be on that team. 100%. Taz, Jr. and Excalibur. I, I'm going with Taz, Shivani and Excalibur. That's my preferred lineup. Um Shall I jump Yeah, on you here? Go, absolutely. Alistair Gammond, dance chopper. Go buy the t shirt
2: Josh DeDominix, want to thank you guys for everything you do. Stop it. Stop it. Darby keeping his promise of having Mox's back was so awesome. I love seeing blood in the main event. It made the match feel gruesome. What do you guys think is next for Ray Phoenix and Pentagon? They are often used as just devices and other people's feuds, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, they feel like Santana and Ortiz in that respect, mm. almost. Like, Santana and Ortiz don't feel like they are at the top of their game currently, and, like, Pentagon and Phoenix are having these, like, blow-away matches, but they're not involved in these sort of, like, you know, pay-per-view... I mean, did they give the titles at uh, revol- uh, Full Gear? I can't remember if they did. Uh, no, let's see CU... Private... No, no, it was no. Lucha. It was Lucha. That Brothers, was, wasn't. It? That was on
2: TV, wasn't
0: it? I can't quite remember. But, but actually, this is you know probably yeah. fuel to the fire. though. you know it's, it says a lot when you can't really name like the big Lucha brother story in AEW that they've had.
2: I think uh, Buck should win the belts, and then they've got Lucha Bros to feud with.
0: Yeah, because that's it. Like the Lucha Brothers' big thing was that Young Bucks feud last year been the pre-TV era.
2: Blimey, I've just seen Josh Nom- D- Dominic's is super- Oh, wow, champion. yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, man. God, the AEW crowd. Bring the money. It's that like kind money. They don't do as high in the ratings, but, you know, it's a higher it's a higher swath. Uh, Joe Ray. Ollie, thanks so much for mentioning me at the end of your news yesterday. I hope you have your short shorts ready. And this is for Chopper. Skip, Ollie. Well, that's it. He's, he's the guy who wanted the AJ Lee theme show. Oh, yeah. We'll what's, see. what's leading the poll? I haven't looked yet. You, you, yeah, you can have a look. Nate dropped surname. Maybe I missed it. Anyway, to stream WrestleTalk Talk Live for those who can't be there? Or did you already secure a TV deal for your company? Uh, we don't, we're, we're seeing if we're going to stream it? Um, <laughs> yes. That's, that is a huge technical feat that we've tried once before and didn't quite
0: work. Yeah, it, everyone probably remembers the uh, first episode of SmackDown on Fox that we did live at WrestleGate, and that's how that's how well our, our streaming from a wrestling show can sometimes go. So maybe we'll do the... Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll update you. KML, can you make Pete jump
2: from a cage at your live show? <laughs> dive, chopper, <laughs> dive. <laughs> AW was great as always. Two hours flew by so quickly. It definitely did. He's, Jonathan uh, Hedman.
0: He's so small. He would just sort of float
2: down, like falling with style. Jonathan Hedman. I'll listen to the podcast later at the gym. Ooh. Just wanted to say, I still live. P.S. Babaganouch, Hi. Hi. I think this is because we're all like, hey, Tomo's back. Of course, Headman, the headmaster. Mm-hmm. Has he been around much recently? i start recording. Not AEW related, but I'm so proud of how far women's wrestling has come from the Kelly Kelly versus Eve days in WWE. Everyone wants to see the women's matches now. It's great.
0: Yes, we were doing our um, Elimination Chamber 2014 Patreon episode quite recently. A little plug for that. And that match, that, that show features AJ Lee versus Cameron in a match that is just like, Holy hell, this is just here to fill up. This was essentially to try and kill the crowd after they got so hot from the Shield Wyatt family match. And you look at, you know, one year later in that company, there's this huge influx of like, now we're going to take women's wrestling seriously. And it's just what? It's night and day. Mm. Absolutely night and day the last five years. For the last minute super chats that have just come in, all elite DK, there are so many baby
2: faces, but only Cody (laughs) is my bro. He's my bro, not yours. Matt Dennis, Cole and Champa's cage bump or Cody's cage bump? Who did it better? Ooh. So which one, sorry? Um, uh, Champer and Cole's war games. Ooh, the air raid I, crash, I'll yeah. probably say the war games one just because it felt... There is something about being on pay-per-view that makes my brain
0: deem it yeah. more important. Also, this didn't have... Um, it didn't have the baker face. <laughs> Nobody McNoob face, <laughs>
2: chop dancer, and then they've... what uh, well, tube but I yeah. guess it's, ch- chop, da, it's a chop dance, chop dance, chop. It's confusing. And all of eight DK finally, I won Arnold Anderson versus MJF next week, Dance Copper Dance.
0: <laughs> um, so as uh, an update on the poll, it is AJ Lee's theme, currently leading the way with 55%. Um, Metalingus has got 36, and give me the green lad has only got 8% of the vote. So it looks like you need to get those short Ooh, shorts, shorts and the sort of the high com- Do you want to borrow my converse for it's this? Old. It's cold in February. Yeah, we'll get you dancing round by the canal, mate. It'll be lovely. Ah. Two, what is? Legit, one of the worst wrestling themes songs of all time.
2: Just had another one pop in. All Elite DK. Cody is my bro because Wander
0: Ollie is my sis. What uh, a family. And Benny Sato says, hey. uh, I got a new job start on hey. Monday. Thanks for keeping me sane and up to date on wrestling. Hashtag love wrestle, talk We love you, Benny. Well done, Benny. That's, that's great that you've got the job. <laughs> Uh, Right, I've got some emails in that I would like to go through. I've Uh, missed the emails. So have I because we had to to review some stupid developmental show on on Tuesday's show so we didn't get a chance to dive into the mailbag properly.
2: You know what the best thing about Dynamite was this week that I didn't get to say in the actual show? It wasn't NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because it's what there was no no-selling on this show.
0: It's what we're all thinking, though, let's be honest. Um, but I wanted you to read this email out because I, I thought this was really good and I double-checked with the guy that we're okay to read this out. This comes in from Douglas, or Doug. He says, Hi, Luke and Ollie. It's been a while since I emailed you guys, but seeing as Sonic is now out in theatres, I can send a pic to prove, in fact, it did happen. <laughs> I was, in fact, Jim Carrey's stunt double... ho Lee. mo Lee on Sonic the Hedgehog. What? It was an amazing experience to be able to work alongside one of the best comics to ever do it. I've attached a photo of the two of us as well as the other lead double. If you guys or anyone else in the SWAT Nation is interested in seeing some of the dumb, crazy stuff I get up to as a stuntman, my IG handle is at Douglas Armstrong. And if no one believes me, check the credits.
2: Wow, that's amazing, Douglas. And there's a picture. Yeah. He's handsome.
0: Isn't he just? Wow.
2: I mean, he doesn't look anything like Jim Carrey. <laughs> but they've got the same hair and they've same moustache. They've got mustache. the same hair and outfit. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, yeah. That... Oh,
2: congratulations, Douglas.
0: So that really, like...
2: That's imdb him. <coughs> who else has he been a stuntman for? Okay, well, let
0: me have a quick look. Of
2: course, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Eggman.
0: No. For all you no, fans who haven't no, yet seen the no. movie. No, no, no. He plays Dr. Robotnik. Dr. Eggman. Douglas... Oh, man, what was his name again? Douglas Armstrong. Thank you. I've already deleted the email.
2: Famous fan. That's yeah. nice to know. You're uh, in
0: good company,
2: folks. Well, I've all got a Douglas. All you Joe buddies at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another little uh, tease there oh, for geez. you. Um, so I've got a Douglas um, Armstrong who is an actor. Oh, was a stunt double. Um, he's been on uh, To All the Boys. It's got to be PS him. Yes, I right? Still Love You. But it's not credited as. He hasn't got the Sonic credit on maybe here. It's, maybe it's pending. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Let's actually go to the Sonic. There. Do you want to fill for time while I do this? I can't do that. Okay, well, this is going to be fabulous uh, content. Um, oh, this, there's too big an adverts on. Why don't
2: I just open up my Twitter? Or I could do some emails.
0: Hold on, hold on. Nearly there. Let I've now got do some Douglas. Emails. Um, hmm. Okay, well, and he's not in the. Some sponsorship requests. Uh, he's not in the credits on IMDb, so I can't quite confirm which of them he is, but we've got pictures to prove that he is there. Pics, it did happen. Pics, it did happen. Uh, We've had this email in from Safe, who said, uh, just finished watching Dynamite and my god, that is the greatest wrestling show I've ever watched from start to finish.
2: I like it when people see something really good and they're obvious first port of call is I must tell Oli and Luke about this.
0: Yes, but there is also ulterior motives to this Uh, email as well because it felt uh, like he was just doing this to be like, hey guys, here's my email about how good I loved AEW. But also, Uh, my main question is related to the wrestling show you're putting on. I can't seem to find any information about it on the website and I don't remember which video you announced it on. I'm considering coming if it's a time that doesn't coincide with my exams. Could you mention where to find the details of the event and how to get tickets? Thanks for your underappreciated service to the Br- uh, British Indies, you're making a real difference all round and it stemmed from raising awareness simply by mentioning them in your videos. I hope you all enjoyed, uh, enjoyed Dynamite as much as I did. All the best safe. Now, the problem there you've gone safe is you've gone to WrestleTalk.com, which is a website for marks. What you want to do <laughs> is go to WrestleTalkLive.com and that will have all the details. Oh yeah, That's, It's got a whole event website. If it goes well,
2: we might do more.
0: Indeed, yes. Yeah. So that give you all the inf- ticket information, all the start times and the location and everything like that. It is on the 16th of March. I can tell you that much for free. Uh, but yeah, you go to the website, which is also free and uh, get all the information that you need on there. Um, although Safe does point out something that's very, very uh, you know, important there, we probably should do something about it on the website. Yes. Consider, considering how successful that website is, mm. we probably should use it.
2: It's, I, it is, I don't know if people know this, but under Randy Andy Datsun's, what I was gonna say stiff hand then, but that's not right. Mm. Firm guidance, it all sounds so sexual. Firm
0: grip. Yeah. Yep.
2: Under Andy's very tight, tight grip. Yeah. It actually is, it's very hard, I don't know how some numbers work. Yeah. Nobody does. No. But it looks like it could be in the top five wrestling websites in the world. Well, I, Wrestling news websites.
0: It's going to be also in the top five websites in the world as well. That's how successful it mm. is. It's basically Pornhub, X Hamster, the BBC, us.
2: Oh, uh, oh God, I nearly made an awful BBC joke. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all porn. <laughs> <sites>. <laughs> uh, but yes, going to Talk
0: live.com to get your tickets.
2: Uh, Andy has been off this week, he has been so off this week. We,
0: c- we can let him off. I forgot about that when well. I messaged him on Monday and I was just wishing on a prayer that he didn't look at it mm. because that way I know that he's not doing any work yes. and, that's, and that's what I want. What I don't want is him to be off for a week but checking Discord to see and to keep abreast of things. I'd just rather he take the week off.
2: Well, he'll be in the office tomorrow. We're going
0: karaoke tomorrow.
2: Oh, yeah. Is he coming in for it,
0: is he? He's coming in for that. On his week off.
2: Yeah, but it's like a work party.
0: Yeah, but it depends on what time he's coming into the office, I suppose. Six. Oh, that's I go fine. To the pub. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's okay. That, that, that's, that's okay. Louis Danger as well. Dangor's coming. Dangor oh. is coming. He didn't say that to me earlier. I was messaging. We were talking Dan. about Raven, about how, like, I basically, I mean, I've probably said this already in the, the video, but we haven't recorded that yet. He is the only person I want to be the Exalted One, pretty much at this point. He is badass, just the way he's sitting there. I'm pretty sure it's a red
2: herring. But like I said, we, we've already said
0: this. <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, you get to hear this uh, conversation twice. But actually, the, first, the second time around in its genesis. Mm. Uh, this last email is about a blue collar dream job. Comes in from Lucas. It says, greetings, Luke and the entire WrestleTalk crew.
2: Blue collar dream job. Blue job? Mm. No, that's pornographic again. Yeah, which you are. Collar dreams. I, just, I Even I, I, that sounded bad I don't want to fetishize blue collar. I feel like that's patronizing to blue collar. It's not patronizing in a
0: way, though, because we're essentially saying you've got the best jobs and we mm. wish we could be more like you. No, we're
2: saying we wish we had simpler lives.
0: <laughs> Dude, running, running, Cafe 90, that way. running Cafe 90s is not like a simple dream. I
2: give Cafe 90s. 18 months before it's crippled by business
0: (laughs) 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 deals. And exactly, the stress of that, that's like, that's, you know, nowhere near the ballpark of the stress we get here. Anyway, so this comes in from Lucas. He says, First of all, I want to say thank you to the entire crew. Your hard work and consistently consistent content always helps me get through tough days at the office. I have a quick question before I get into my blue collar uh, dream job. What happened to CGW? I understand you gentlemen, and I use that term as looty as possible. I'm very busy with the content and business, business, business. But is Crap Gimmicks dead? I haven't heard anything about it in the magazine episode for quite some time. I could just be waiting to hear the newest member of uh, CGW, the real chopper, Quinn Petros, to get Hmm. added to the roster. He obviously emailed in with this suggestion.
2: Yeah, well, we we, we asked uh, around for your feedback. And we tried a a few new things out. And as you might have seen on those Friday shows that we do for the WrestleTalk podcast, it is a different format now. It's not live streamed. We have no Super Chats in them uh, because, you know, we had people, some people wanted them, some people didn't. So we thought, well, let's let's spread that out. Exactly, yeah. Now you've only got Super Chats on Raw and AEW.
0: Yeah, there's only two shows in the week now. Uh, And a part of that was also
2: uh, more Patreon mailbag. And more news, yeah. stuff that we missed earlier in the week, and and something had to give. And as much as we love crap gimmicks, and as a loyal following that it has, it was the you know the least most wanted thing. Yes, if that makes sense. But that's not to say it's dead. You know, I, I, I love it dearly. So maybe we could bring it back as a, a podcast. Yeah. Exclusive here and there.
0: Uh, and uh, he, continue- he concludes, My blue-collar dream job would be to make wooden furniture from hand. Oh, I've always loved woodworking and if yes. I could dedicate more time to it, I feel it would be fulfilling. But alas, I must sit behind this desk and do business, 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 pay for those two darn kids and that mortgage. Oh, what a
2: mistake they were.
0: P.S. Ollie, how's the writing? Are you still working on that novel? And here's a throwback. I'll see if you can remember oh, this no. reference. Look what he's attached.
2: It's, uh, it's a, it's, well, it's, it's a mustache on uh, Robert Rude. Rick Roode. Rick Roode. Like, that's why I was struggling, because I, I could only think Robert Rude.
0: But you remember the very early days of this podcast in the intros and outros, we said, don't send us rude pics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you got so many of those.
0: All I got was lots of images of Rick Rude. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, what a lovely throwback. Uh, but are you still working on your novel?
2: Well, uh, which one? I have not dropped, but decided that the big one is too big. It's uh, it's crippling me. I don't have <laughs> enough time to do my actual job. How am I going to dive into a two-part epic sci-fi fantasy? Yeah. So I, for this year, have chosen a different project. I've come up with it, and I'm working on that. So it's a bit more accessible for my brain to get into. How exciting. I've freshed out the, the sort of fa- fantasy booked it. It's weird because in the writing class, I'm approaching it very much like a wrestling story. <laughs> <like> <laughs> yeah. and everyone else has come at it from Ulysses and literary fiction. Yes. I'm like, I don't want to read about people's lives. Where's the robots?
0: We, um, the, on BBC News today, they were, had a, a montage of people who were just reciting poetry from memory. Oh. And... Uh, my my wife sent to me and said like, do you know any poetry by heart? And I was like, hey, I don't know a poem. Like, I don't <laughs> think I could name you one poem.
2: Uh, but you just by um, it's, we've got to go live. actually. Yeah, but you, you know, you must know some.
0: I don't think I could name you Can a single poem.
2: To a summer's day.
0: But I don't know what that that's called. More
2: lovely and more temperate. I believe it's sonnet one forty. I don't know. <laughs> sonnet number. sonnet even, number. Even
0: you don't know it. Uh, I do know Rage gets the machine though, and they are they're poets in a different kind of style. They F you up your mum and dad. They <laughs> do. That's and they Philip sh- Larkin think. <laughs> oh god. You're making me out everything. I thought you were sort of about Rage Against the Machine for a second. I was like, well, they certainly did anger my parents. Anyway, we've got to get into, no, well, we've got to go live, but also that's the end of this podcast. We'll be back tomorrow though, with my favorite show of the week, the magazine show, where we dive into the news and all that good stuff and your Patreon mailbag questions. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.